Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 212 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this installment of the podcast, I was joined in this studio by Liz Draper and Crystal Meislek, two musicians that have been active in the Twin Cities music community for a few decades now. Liz Draper is a highly versatile bassist and composer who has performed in a wide array of groups and ensembles across a whole range of musical genres from jazz and classical to folk, metal, improvisational, and experimental. She frequently collaborates with Charlie Parr, both in his solo work and in their trio together called Portal 3 with drummer Chris Gray. More recently, Liz also was a member of the band Low, touring extensively with them following the release of their critically acclaimed album Hey What? Crystal Meislek is a multi-instrumentalist who played in the band Brute Heart and later was involved in the group E for a period of time. This past decade has seen her composing more solo material that combines elements of classical piano, minimalism, and pop music. And she is often found collaborating across disciplines such as experimental film, performance art, theater, and dance. Liz and Crystal have been working together in various projects over the years, but recently there has been a renewed focus on their duo work together under the name Shama Devora a project that perfectly melds Crystal's ethereal songcraft with Liz's sturdy yet fluid upright bass lines. For this episode, Liz and Crystal join me in the remote KMSU studio at the Art Center of St. Peter. We discuss how they started collaborating together, some of the different projects that they have been involved in, and then various aspects of their solo recordings. And you'll hear selections from some of those recordings discussed throughout too. And following our interview, we relocated to the lower level of the Art Center where Liz and Crystal performed beautiful and moving live sets for a small audience, both solo and in their duo configuration as Shama Devora. This live session was recorded by KMSU General Manager Dwayne McGaw, and additional audio production work was completed by Andrew Weathers. And in the second half of the show, you'll get to hear those excellently captured live performances. Before we get into the interview segments and the live session, I'm going to start off the show with a few tracks from some of Liz and Crystal's projects, starting with their only available recording to date as Shama Devora. This is a song called Dysentera.
All right, I'm happy to have Liz Draper and Crystal Meislack here in the studio with me. And I'm happy that this worked out that you two could come together because, you know, Liz, you and I have kind of been bouncing back and forth emails for maybe a year and a half, two years. Yeah. I, th- it's I think prob- it's been about exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah, so, way too long. Right. So it, it finally worked out and it worked out to have Crystal with you. And I think this is good because I think the first time that I saw you perform was with Crystal at Drone Not Drones, maybe five, six years ago, four, five, six years, somewhere in that range. So I think it all seems, uh, there's some synchronicity here. It worked out. So um, you two have both been pretty active in, in the Twin Cities music community for quite a while. When did you two kind of cross paths and start working together? That's a, a good question. How, <laughs> I don't remember exactly how we met. Do you remember how we actually met? At- <sighs> I was trying to figure that out. Well, we started playing together with Carp Scale mm-hmm. Orchestra, and but I kind of yeah. think it was maybe it might have been Jackie that introduced us. Jackie oh, Becky, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But mm-hmm. we, I mean, we kind of have run in the same circles now for decades mm-hmm. because we're getting older. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, our friend Jackie Becky, and then the two of us, as well as Nikki Grossman, who um. She now plays in the Yellow Belly Sap Suckers and has done a lot of different things. And then Karen Majewitz. Um Am I forgetting? Any, was that a, that's yeah. That, that was, was five that, of us. That was five of us. We had a group called Carp Scale Orchestra, mm-hmm. um, which was quite a bit different than the things that Crystal and I are doing now. But um, it was kind of so it was an all female identifying string music band. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal played piano and I was playing upright bass and um, we did a lot of a lot of traditional stuff but also some things like influenced pretty heavily by like Eastern European folk music as well as um, we did did, like an Egyptian influence thing but then also there was like original music and it was kind of cool because we were all really young we were like in our 20s and our own ways were starting to kind of come together in in that group like cool yeah. um nikki brought a lot of really traditional folk influence type compositions and crystal i remember you like we were doing things that were really like the rachels mm-hmm. uh, and then oh, yeah. so uh, all like our own our tastes and where we kind of have come like we could see it already kind of blossoming mm-hmm. there and i remember you brought a song that was in like 11 8 <laughs> yeah the <laughs> Yeah. Some crazy time signature thing right. that was the Prague era. <laughs> well no, but it was it was because it was a, like influenced more by like folk. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. was folk, not but it, it was, was definitely not like a math rocky kind no, of thing. No, it wasn't math rock, but, but it was really complex. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you worked together on Crystal's uh twenty sixteen release called Circadia, and we actually opened yeah. the show with a track from that one. And that also included was it Chris Heppola on percussion and piano and, and John Marks on on synthesizer. Uh, but then not too long after that, you two recorded a single track uh, just under the name, is it Shama Devora? Mm-hmm. And like, and you shared that with me, and I actually had heard that before somewhere along the line. Um, was that just like a one-off thing that you were doing, or is there anything that distinguishes the work uh, or from that work from what you're performing now under your given names? Well, I see it as a... Um a slowly building thing. Um, okay. I had had uh, my second uh, child mm-hmm. in 2018, so but I was really excited to keep moving with music, and we were going to keep doing a bunch of stuff. 
and so it was intended to be part of a bigger thing and it still will be um, but then as you know then the, then 2020 happened and so um, I think it's sort of just that's just like it's it's a drawn out um, <laughs> sort of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the, the preview of what's to come more yeah well well maybe we can piggyback off of that yeah. because um, you know in addition to that duo you also have the project called rain fields which is essentially the same lineup as that lineup that was on Circadia, uh, that that record. Uh, So I guess what uh, characterizes or distinguishes what Rainfields is versus that? I mean, to me, it seems like just given that there's a name is like a a band, you function as like everyone's bringing something to, to the table for that. Is that sort of is that sort of the gist of Rainfields? And there seems to be sort of an in, like a song based element to it, too. But there's I would there's feels like there's stuff that's drawing from like improv and electronic music. I feel like it's a nice melding of all of what you all those members in that group have been involved in. Very much so. It's definitely a melding. And Crystal is always extremely like diplomatic when it comes to deciding the repertoire and things but honestly like Rainfields and Circadia and those like she's she's really I mean making it happen and Mm -hmm. like a lot of like she'll she'll bring the compositions and um encourage us to do so and we will too but I think that like it's really I want to say it's your your brainchild and your vision and there's a we're all really super like you know feel just as like I don't know important to it but like I don't think it's quite is like, I think it, without Crystal, it wouldn't be as awesome. You, That's you're roundabout <laughs> yeah. way of saying that. Right. I don't know. You, you, you're you're bringing sort of like the compositions or the songs, and kind of laying it out there and seeing where the group can take it and stretch things out. Yeah, and so in 2016, well, 2015, we started working on those songs for Circadia and performed them at the Cedar Cultural Center as part mm-hmm. of their Cedar Commissions. And I brought Liz in and Chris and. Um, John Marks and and I wasn't quite sure you know what we were going to build into mm-hmm. and so we didn't really have a project name um, and then I wanted to keep working with them and so I got um, uh, funding from the uh, Minnesota State Arts Board and that's when we worked on the Rainfields project and I um, hope we can keep building off mm-hmm. that so I wanted to have mm-hmm. it, like really recognize the contributions of the group because it is very much a lot of um improvisation and people bringing ideas and their own you know ears to the project and so um i think it's to be you know what we're discovering where it's going to go and everyone's really you know chris and liz and you know even myself we have so many projects so we're all you know right finding the the time finding the time (laughs) right well i think this one's terrific i mean i think there's a lot of cool things going on with this one and let's let people hear it so this is from a self-released cassette right uh called sea of sound and i'm going to play the title track from that one again this is rain fields
have been involved in just a a staggering number of bands and projects over the years across just like a whole range of of, of musical genres it, it just blows my mind like we could probably devote the, the two hours just to that I mean she's like the Kevin Bacon of Minnesota music like the six degrees separation of of Liz Draper oh here or something. <laughs> but but um I guess, you know, given recent events, it, I, it would be remiss of me to not ask you about your time in the band Low. And uh, first, I should just say, you know, my condolences to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I guess what I, I wanted to ask you about here is uh, you joined this long established group with, you know, obviously quite a musical and personal history to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, not only did you join this group, but you join it under quite you know interesting circumstances um you know right in the middle of an international pandemic you know that uh that's going on uh, a group that releases an album that has probably received some of the most you know international critical acclaim that they had mm-hmm. you know you're touring all these big venues and festivals and then on top of it you know one of the band members is dealing with this serious serious disease and i um mm-hmm. 
you know, having gone through that, <clears throat> you know, what are some of your takeaways as a musician having played with low? And then I guess uh, more importantly, what are some takeaways for you as a human, you know, on a, on a very personal level, um, you know, having been witness to what Alan and Mimi were going through? Yeah. Whew, okay. Well, I could probably also go on like two hours to talk about all of their like incredible um, inf influence on, on me and takeaways. And I'm still, still very much um, registering everything that's mm -hmm. sort of happening and happened. Um, kind of figuring, figuring that out still, I guess. Um, in hindsight and foresight but um first off they are the the, the kindest to two people mm -hmm. just so kind so so welcoming i mean it you know it was really intimidating <laughs> i'm to, sure yeah yeah like be invited to play with them be invited into their home and make make music um have them trust me with mm -hmm. um their art their passion their lives i mean that's is exactly you know what what it was their whole everything was intertwined like there's a lot you know talking about how mim um was very much uh a, a mother and enjoyed being home and was very very you know quote unquote not living a rock star <laughs> life or whatever yeah, but yeah um at the same time they were she wasn't amazing and, right. and Alan was amazing and just just so actually something I'm gonna play tonight um and I, sh I shared this with Alan like shortly after like just the other day that I was practicing something um and there was a part that involved like a couple of like, vocal harmonies and mm -hmm. I was like, gosh, I don't know. Like, does that fit? Does that, do I even, do I, that makes me nervous thinking about that. And I was just like, just thought about, honestly, Mim and about how much they were supportive of like, trust me and be like, here, you, you do this and you got yeah. this and you can do that. And then just like thinking about that, like I, you know, trust me to rise to the occasion to pay, play for thousands and thousands of people right, or, right. you know, when she, was was struggling with her lungs there was like a couple parts where um some vocal things where she's like if i if you hear me like not able to you know like during like some of the like laws or something she's like mm -hmm. step up and just start singing them that would really help me mm -hmm. you know which was like oh my you know um so there's there's takeaways that i'm well i don't know like i'm I definitely am forever changed as a human and as a, as a musician right. um Musically, I, they were just so professional, obviously, mm -hmm. but like, and worked so hard making things and how they wanted them to be, but with also like a, um, an element of grace with it, like taking themselves seriously, but also like, but taking the music serious, right, doing right. the music justice, practicing things to a point where they it just I don't know there was very intentional right, and take right. um getting things out of that was for me a great right right you know, right well thank you for for just 
even entertaining that question. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I, I wanted to also discuss your solo work and and you mentioned already what you'll be performing tonight, but you also put out an EP in the middle of the pandemic too, which if I'm not mistaken, it was recorded maybe like in a cabin in the woods yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess one of the great um, solo projects <laughs> gone, pandemic, pandemic gone, solo time sort of situation. But I actually had um, recorded some of those right before mm -hmm. the, the and I had this material and I didn't really know, you know, what, what to do with it, but, and, and was able to finish it, um, in 20, 2020, but, um, yeah, so there's like a m cabin in the middle of the Black Hills that used to belong to my uncle, who was a huge influence on me, wonderful cool, yeah. music lover, and he built it and it's national forest all around it. And I went there, like th the water was off. I was pooping in a bucket <laughs> but it has electricity right. but like in a wood stove and yeah. i was like i'm just taking my base and i set my like microphone and placed my base like in the chair that he always sat at mm -hmm. and just kind of let let Major. it go and then um this next song garnet road yeah is um something that there was a road that he would take my brother and i to and I don't know where it is. I would love to find it sometime. My mom thinks she maybe knows where mm -hmm. it is, but it was like some crazy back road. And after the rain, you could see, you would find garnets in oh, really? in the okay. roads. And I had like little film canisters just full of these little like ruby looking garnets yeah. that we'd find on that. So that's kind of what this, this song nice, is about. Nice, nice. And uh, you also mentioned uh, um, just before all this that you are yeah. going to be debuting some new work too that you've been working on that was uh, I wouldn't say commission but more like through a grant yeah. through the American Composers Forum right yeah I, I was got, got a grant um mm -hmm. through them and it's been a long time coming I'm kind of late and getting it all done but mm -hmm. I definitely was I guess kind of distracted with being on tour with Lowe and different things and I <laughs> right. um and I'm excited to share yeah three pieces that I finally cool. kind of feel good about and yeah I'm ready to and is that to share. And, and that will make up your live set that you're going to be doing correct yes cool. yeah well let's jump into this track that thank you for uh previewing it or setting it up for us yeah. this is garnet road from liz draper's hours slash solo bass ep
Crystal, I guess like Liz, I mean, I knew you first as a bassist. Mm-hmm. Um, you two uh, must be, you know, friends in the low end, something like that. <laughs> um, having I, So when I first became aware of your music when you were in the band Brute Heart, and then of course you went on and played bass and did vocals also in the group E for a, a period of time. But, you know, with your solo work and, and even more of your like recent collaborative projects, you are composing and arranging more with piano and synthesizer. So I was just curious to, to know if, like, is that your first and primary instrument, the, the piano? Yeah, it is. Okay. That's I, the first instrument I learned was piano. So you were just a bassist be out of necessity? Like, yeah, hey, basically. we're joining, I want to be in a band. I yeah. got to learn something yeah. else. <laughs> I was like, if, if I can learn bass, then I can be in your band. So that sounds fun. So <laughs> <laughs> like with uh, Brute Heart with Jackie, she was, wanted to start a band. She's like, we need a bassist. I'm like, well, okay, I'll learn to play bass so I can play with you. And then It just so, went from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like a, a fair amount of the music that I've seen that you've been making um, is often, at least in the last few years, um, is, is in conjunction with like specific events, be it like dance projects or video installations, um, and not necessarily like recordings for yourself. So, uh, is that accurate? I mean, are you doing a lot of composing for releases as Crystal, <laughs> or is it more something that I guess maybe I should add to that? Is do you find it easier? to compose music that, that serves more of a purpose or a function that's a part of something like that? Um, <clears throat> I like both. So I don't mm-hmm. know if one is easier for me than the other. I feel like, I feel a lot of affinity with Liz and that you know she does so many projects and I also don't like to lock into one particular way of making music. So I very much love the freedom of um, collaborating on, you know, with artists from different um, practices and working on film and dance. So I just finished um, at the beginning of November. I did music for, and I would say more sound design for this sure. um, dance group called Supergroup mm-hmm. that I really just I just adore. And um, I love that the freedom of working with another form, so that it's you know it gives me more uh, just bravery to work with silence and mm-hmm. and keep things minimal and spread things out and so I love that but then oftentimes I really do gravitate towards like song structure <laughs> so I yeah. love I'm really inspired by music that is really minimal and spacious and um you know challenging and that yet oftentimes also it can be more like just natural for me to do song structured type work as right. well so I, li- I like it all yeah, you you mentioned collaborations, and you shared this new piece. It's not even out yet. It's with an artist from the Twin Cities called Eros. Is it e- just Ev? Yeah. Eros Ev, mm-hmm. and it's it's a piece called "To a Dwelling Place" that will be out on this label compilation called Five Years of Ether Sound." And I, I'm glad you shared it with me because I wasn't familiar with this label at all. Like I looked at the art, uh, uh, artist roster on there, I'm like I know maybe two of the names. Oh, really? there. So it was kind of cool that to see that. But tell me a little bit about this collaboration because you've done something else with this artist on a previous yeah, compilation. Yeah, um, that's Ryan Evans, and I met him at, like just right before everything shut down in 2020 at a mm-hmm. house show, um, and it was just a really I, I really loved what he was doing. Um, and he does more, I would say, more in the realm of kind of ambient sound design work. 
And then, um, you know, so we did two shows. I think we did two shows at a house. And then um, in we were asked by Corrector Records um, uh, to, they were doing this project to pair artists who had never worked together. Mm -hmm. And they asked me to work with him. And another artist, um, Stuart Rev Webb, that we'd never met. And I met him in person briefly. We were based on Michigan and have not been in contact since. But anyhow, <laughs> so Ryan and I and um, the Stuart Rev Webb did this piece. And we're like, we got to do more. We got to do more. But of course, it's like pandemic and I have like kids and like it's hard. Everything's in lockdown. And so um, and then uh, Ryan reached out to me for this collaboration for this new Ether Sound compilation, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad he did. And so it feels just like a really great fit. I love working with him. So we're hoping to do more, um, yeah, like build kind of more of an album of mm -hmm. the work. Yeah, it's a cool, together. cool sound that you guys created on this track. Thank um, you. What? Let's talk about what you're going to be playing for for your performance piece, uh, the solo side of things. Yeah. Is this new material as well? Or are you going to bring out some of the things that you've featured on some of your previous albums? Um, I'm going to play a song that I've only played once out before, and it's inspired by poetry from my friend, and I'm going to butcher her last name, which is so terrible, <laughs> Rachel Yenjajewski. She's a playwright, and we've done some collaboration, mm -hmm. so um, Chris Heppel and I have done work with her, and we actually just recorded a song for a piece she wrote called Memory Laws. Um, but I wanted to do more collaboration with her and... Um, had heard her read some poetry and it just like reduced me to tears mm -hmm. it was I was like crying mm -hmm. and so it said send me your poetry and I took um, some lyrics and I kind of moved it around kind of rearranged it into a song mm -hmm. and then um, I'm gonna play another I'm gonna play a, a piece off of um, Sea of Sound but solo and what else was I gonna play today <laughs> 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 Um, uh, yeah, I might. I'm still deciding. Uh, play <laughs> something also totally new. So cool. We'll see. Yeah. And how about because you're gonna join join forces at some point. Mm -hmm. w talk about that material. Is this gonna be sort of a stripped down version of the Rainfield stuff that you've done? Because I know uh, you shared some video clips, and I think you were just rework some of those pieces. Or is this different stuff that you will be performing together? We're going to play, I think all we're playing is, we just played together at the Cedar Cultural mm -hmm. Center in mm -hmm. October, and we're going to play three pieces from that set that, um, mm -hmm. maybe the videos that you shared? Yeah, that would have mm -hmm. been, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I shared them on the, the Facebook event. Yeah. It's mostly new stuff, I think. Like, it's not stuff that's on albums or anything. Yeah. That I'm, that we're playing together. Yeah. And they're, okay. they are um, song forms and structures and lyrics that Crystal kind of brought these these three pieces oh cool yeah for the, cool. for the most part so that's very cool well yeah. i'm looking forward to it so well thanks again for uh stepping into the studio here and i'm looking forward to what you guys do down down on the lower level thank you <laughs> yeah, so thank much you so much it's really yeah. awesome to be here
At this time, I'm going to hand things over to Liz and Crystal for their live performances at the Art Center of St. Peter.
And that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. I'd like to thank Liz and Crystal once again for joining me in the studio to chat and for performing live. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this episode, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played and where you can purchase either physical or digital copies. And as always, I encourage you to support these artists and labels as much as you can. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening.